Welcome, 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 welcome. Episode 2 of the I-35 Sports Connect podcast is upon us. How you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling good too. Uh, So today on tap, we got two Maverick games. We got a K-State basketball game and... Does Dallas have a new football coach? We do, we do, Mr. Mike McCarthy. Ooh, okay, okay. Now, those of you that are from Kansas City, like myself, don't worry. I'm going to do a special edition of the I-35 Sports Connect podcast for Red Friday. Record it Friday, probably be out on Saturday. But uh, very pumped to talk about that. That will be a solely Kansas City Chiefs podcast. So I know you guys are pumped about that in the playoff game coming. So... First things first, do you want to hit the Dallas Cowboys or the Mavs first? We'll save our beloved but terrible K-State Wildcats to the end of the podcast. Oh, we want to save it till the end? Why don't we get the bad news out of the way? All right, all right. bad news out of the way. So, big game against TCU. It's always hard being a K-State fan in Dallas. Be the better purple. (laughs) Sorry, I always had to put that out there. Yes, be the better purple. Uh, So... K-State going up against a TCU squad, and TCU I would describe as a bubble team, right? This is a team that's got a shot. <laughs> was that K-State's bubble bursting? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely. So K-State desperately needed this win. They had no statement wins this year. None. Yeah. Uh, do you well, love Marcus Limonis? Yes. Our only chance at a statement win was against his Marquette Golden Eagles, and you know what we did? Lost that game. We pooped the bed. <laughs> yeah, we did. So let me go through why K State lost. Bed. We pooped it. Yeah, we did. So <laughs> a couple things going into this season that K State desperately needed. Right, we needed our boy Sneed to be Rodney Magruder. Right, start off as a role player mm-hmm. as you go through the K State system. Is Rodney still in Miami? Uh, I'd have to check, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't you check while I go through this? Not many K-Staters in the NBA, so yeah. we got to cling to what we have. Which is fantastic, and which is what we were hoping for Snead, right? Magruder started off as a role player, morphed his way over the years at K-State into a legit starter. And we were hoping the same thing for Snead, but it just didn't happen. He's a good player, but not a great player, right? Um, so K-State goes into the game, and I want to draw something out and make very clear. K-State is up two points at the 819 mark in the first half and already in the bonus, already in the bonus. So if you're in the bonus, you got to start driving, got to start going to the hoop, not selling for jump jump shots, especially when you're a terrible jump shooting team. Now, K-State's defense will let them be in every game of this year. So the defense is not the issue. It is strictly shooting. But if you are lucky enough to get into the bonus, you drive, right? True. You drive. Yeah, there were there were a lot of things during that game. I mean, I was in and out watching it, but there were a lot of things that I was just like, oh, face palm. Yeah. Why? So explain this to me. We have four minutes until TCU gets into the bonus. So there's a four-minute window where we can get into the bonus or where we're in the bonus and we can start getting free throws. Free shots. Like, when you're in the bonus, it's like the company giving you that 401k match, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's free money. This is free yeah, points. That's accurate, yeah. We go to that's the a line. Great analogy. We go to the line one time. Even though millennials don't know what 401ks are. <laughs> hey, we're broke. Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, so K-State goes to the line like one time. Savings. And from that 819 mark to the 418 mark, we go from a two-point lead to a two-point deficit. Yeah. Missed it really shots. was a gut-wrencher. It was like, ugh, why? 
Rodney Magruder update, by the way, by the hella intrusive Wikipedia. He's currently with the Clippers, number 19, small forward shooting guard, and he currently makes $543,471. Damn, you don't need a 401k with that money. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, That's so, hilarious, though. Like, why? So, K-State loses the lead when they're in the bonus for four more minutes than TCU. Anyway, TCU goes into the half of the lead. K-State fights back from, like, a 10-point deficit, gets back in the game. And now we go into the final moments of the game, right? K-State down by three. Sloan hits a, hits a miracle three. Sloan, by the way, he needs more minutes. I'm just going to throw that out there. Dari got in a foul trouble in the first half. Sloan picked it up. Hasn't there been other games where he's been in foul trouble too? And it's just like, dude, yeah, he's over. He's, he wants to be that over aggressive defensive player that hustles. He wants to be Mm -hmm. like Joe Kim Noah, but he doesn't know how not to foul like Joe Kim Noah. Uh, Okay. But anyway, so we tied the game up. TCU gets the last possession and the guy who's been destroying K-State all night on the boards, Samuel from TCU. Mm -hmm. Was he doing the game? TCU misses a shot. Rebound tips it in, just can't box out, can't do that. But yeah, this is pretty much K State's NCAA. Any hope they had bursting, and honestly, I'd hate to say this, but that NIT that ain't happening either. Yeah, I was but that say, CBI we don't though. Hey, the CBI. The CBI though. If K State <laughs> makes it into the CBI, I guarantee you we'll be putting out a CBI bracket. <laughs> I mean. There could be double triples in the CBI. No, no, no. Ain't no double triples in the CBI. <laughs> All right, I'm done talking about K-State because that was literally painful. Yeah. This is me tearing up my K-State sheet. Done. Poo. All right, next up, Mavs. The uh, Mavs. <laughs> so let's go. Let's do the Chicago game first, and then we'll go like into today's game, which Damn was Mavs. against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, sh- Chicago game first. Um, Luca, another... On- Fire. Another 30-point triple-double. Goes off for 21 points in the third. Just (laughs) un-freaking-believable. So Luka's doing what Luka does, right? He's got more 30-point triple-doubles than the rest of the NBA combined. He's got three times more 30-point triple-doubles than LeBron has this year. I know. I think the stat was like 30 or 40, and LeBron had five before they each turned 21. That's nuts. Oh, it's before they each turned 22. So Lucas still got two more years to do this. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's insanity. Yeah. And and I want to go into this real quick because, yes, Luca does what Luca does. Fantastic. The unsung hero was the struggling Dwight Powell. He had been struggling. Mm-hmm. Remember the Brooklyn game? 0 for 4 from 3. So what does he do? He doesn't take 1 3 this game. All his points came from putbacks, cuts, and pick and roll, driving to the hole. For those of you that wanted Andre Drummond, this is Andre Drummond right here. Yeah. Why go get him? I think he listened to the last podcast and heard how you wanted Maxi in instead. So, ah, you know, he I think was he like, heard that too because he went off. So <laughs> Luca did, uh, not Luca, I'm sorry, Dwight Powell did great and then just really carried it, really stepped up. And going into this game against the Nuggets, more of the same. You had an aggressive Dwight Powell driving to the hoop. Mavs have a... Mavs were relying on Dwight Powell in the first half. And Dwight Powell did a fantastic job on the Joker. I mean, it looked like he was doing a deep squat out there, how low he was getting for that center of gravity to stop the Joker from moving him. Who Joker, plays ridiculously dirty, if you ask me. I'm not a fan, but whatever. What's that Joker be doing? <sighs> throwing bows just all the time. Throwing his body into people recklessly. I'm like, bro, you were like one bad move away from an ACL blow. I mean, the Joker is a villain, so it kind of suits the name, right? 
I guess. But anyway, so Dwight Powell does a fantastic job. Joker goes to the bench. Zero points, first time to the bench. Anyway, Joker gets going in the third. Him and Luca trading baskets. Let's fast forward to the end of the game and what happened. And I, it just hurts me because I think you remember on the live podcast we were talking about how we need Michael Scott to come here and teach us how to close because once again... That's what she said. <laughs> once again, we didn't close. Um, and Denver, I will give them credit. Outstanding coaching move because they realized Dwight Powell had been locking up the Joker. The Joker got going in the third when Maxi went on him. Um, it really got him into rhythm, but whenever Dwight was on him, he was having trouble. So what are they doing in the final possession for Denver? They get Dwight Powell off of the Joker. So yeah. props to Murray, a fantastic pick on Dwight Powell off the inbound. Yeah, Blocks Dwight we, Powell. we definitely got outcoached in that game, I feel like. On that final possession, we did. And I don't want to say Dwight should have muscled through because he would have had to go over the top and that would have still gave possession to the Joker yeah. at a better spot. I but don't it, think there's anything you could have really done besides yeah. just close the dang game. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing Rick Carlisle could have done was have Dwight Powell commit to a double team and help Finney out. But anyway, Murray, fantastic pick, makes Finney go on to the Joker. The Joker is probably a good hundred pounds on Finney. He's a big boy. Yeah, he looks like Shaq to me. Well, that is he basically did a Shaq move, backed Finney into the paint, backed him into the restricted area, put it in, uh, and from there the game was over. Final possession for the Mavs. Don't want to talk about even get a shot off. Just terrible. Yeah, uh, you've got to be ready when they throw a, a double team on Luca so he can have a place to go. But yeah, anyway, no. I will say this. For a team that's struggling to closing, I do have I do like the fact that we have been in every game except that one Clippers yeah, game. And they're what, the number two in the West, so number two also in the West, good luck for us. Which, by the way, I am terrified of this Nuggets team in the playoffs because they have a kid by the name of Michael Porter Jr. Remember the Mizzou prospect, number one ranked team, number one ranked player coming out of high school? He looks good, and I would say next year he's going to be a starter. This year they're limiting his minutes, having him come off the bench, you know, work his yeah, way back. Yeah, easing his way in. Yeah. He's going to be a beast. But God, anyway. I would have ever thought like the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets do what the Nuggets do, right? You know. Oh, uh, they're always there, but like they're never really a threat until this year. Fantastic drafting, right? You got Porter at 14. You got the Joker from Euro when everybody thought he was soft. You got Murray who no one was looking at. And now you got yourself a decent squad. So. Nuggets are going to be fine. They're probably going to be the number two seed. Mav, by the way, this was still without, still without Porzingis. Yeah. The you know our, did they say when born. he's going to come back? They're kind it's of like hush hush it on day it. To day. Uh, it's they're going to get through the weekend, reevaluate Porzingis, and mm. then we'll know probably next week what's going to go on with that. But at hey. least he, we know he's not being Rondoed, so that's nice. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, Rondo faked a back injury and then threw a little hissy fit like a little punk. And then he was gone. So do you like Rondo? Oh, love him. Yeah. Rondo Barf. was trash. Uh, glad he's gone. But anyway. Uh, so Nothing Matt, like Andrew Bynum, though. Or no, sorry, not Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bogut. Andrew Bogut. Yeah, I was like, wait, wrong Andrew. You want to tell your Bogut story real quick? <sighs> you know, I'm not even upset about it. So I, of course, tweeted at Andrew Bogut and was like, you're nothing but an overpaid bench warmer, which was facts. Um, I think that was the uh, censored version. I believe your exact words were riding the, uh, riding the pine ass mother effer. 
something like that. I don't know. But I guess he was in his feelings and realized that they were hashtag facts. And he decided he was going to block me. So I had no idea. And then I went to go look at something on his Twitter and I was like, what? I'm blocked. Oh, I got to you that bad. Maybe you should just like step up your game instead of getting all butthurt about tweets. How tall are you? It doesn't matter. I'm 5'2 and I don't give a damn. A seven foot. And NBA this, I got star. this seven foot dick. Come at me, Andrew Bogut. Come wow. at me. Okay, okay, okay. Let's. <laughs> that's enough Mavs talk. Uh, I know you're. I know everybody's frustrated about the Mavs, but they're the sixth spot right now. I. You look at the West standings. The top eight are basically a lock. Everybody else is too far to actually do anything. So top eight's a lock. We're gonna make the playoffs, and it's not about right now. It's about what we do in the postseason. The end game. So let's just learn from these errors. We got to get Porzingis back on the court, build that consistency so we know what to do. Because today was another example of that final possession. We we don't have the chemistry when it comes down to what are we going to do in that final possession, right? People don't know where to go to get the outlet pass from Luka or when he gets double teamed. We don't know yet. And we got to start building that. That's fair. Yep. But before we move on to the next topic... Where can we be tweeted at? Oh, we can be tweeted at I35SportsCXN. Yes, we can. And there's been some pretty fire and pretty on-point tweets going out already. So make sure y'all follow and keep up the good tweeting. And Oh, you know, if y'all tweet at us, us I guarantee we'll cover a topic. So if, you, if yeah. there's something that we're not covering enough for a player or a coach you want us to cover, just hit us up and we'll definitely do it. Yeah. We also like opinion pieces, too. I mean, or if you want to talk about the double triple, that's cool too. I'm here all day, folks. That's a good way to get blocked. The double triple. <laughs> okay, Andrew Bogut. All right, so let's go into the Dallas Cowboys. Chiefs fans, I promise you there will be a Chiefs dedicated podcast. I'm not forgetting about the Houston game, but there is no fear for it. But let's talk Dallas Cowboys. Let's get this out of the way. Mike McCarthy, what are your thoughts? So I think I mentioned it on the last podcast. I was kind of excited. And then I kind of heard some of the, hey, I'm going to skip meetings to go get massages, which that's cool, but that doesn't work in NFL land. Um, But, you know, I know a lot of the criticism is, hey, he only won one Super Bowl. Okay, well, one is still better than none. And we're trending on none in like 20 years. So I'm ready for one. Um, and two, you know, he he was coaching Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a vet. He knows what the hell he's doing. So it's kind of hard to like get out in front of some of these vets. So I, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens and, you know, kind of go from there. So let's talk about Mike. anything's better than Jason Garrett at this point. Yeah. So let's talk about the pros about Mike McCarthy. Right. So one thing that Mike McCarthy does with all his quarterbacks, he takes them to a two week quarterback camp and I am excited for that I know I've said it before Dak is not a bad quarterback and you can come come at me with the tiki torches I don't care Dak is a great quarterback he just needs solid coaching and mentoring that's all and for those that are thinking that Jason Garrett was behind the Dak leap it was John Kitna John Kitna was the guy that put the effort in a Dak this year and made him a much better quarterback and Tony Romo quite honestly put Dak on the map he was sitting there on the sidelines coaching him up helping him out so you know as he says football is is a meritocracy or whatever that's true I mean you're only as good as who's around you and who's coaching you and helping you out absolutely Uh, next thing I like about Mark McCarthy special teams coach or special teams coordinator gone Right. Yeah. He's bringing in Jim Fossil. And if you guys don't remember who Jim Fossil is, he was the special teams coordinator for the Rams. He's a paleontologist. <laughs> <laughs> Just What's his favorite fossil? 
the Euphosilizer. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the Fossilosaurus Rex. Uh, I'm talking about the Jim Fossil who used to court, uh, coach the New York Giants, oh, right? Who mean. took them? This is who took them to the uh, NFC Championship game against Minnesota. They lost. I guess that. Uh, okay. Oh no, who beat the Minnesota Vikings? I'm sorry, who beat that high-scoring uh, Minnesota Vikings team? Minnesota Vikings. Did they ever find out who Lizzo was dating on the Minnesota Vikings? I don't think she dated anybody. I don't think so. I think it might have been a you know. Oh. One nighter. Ooh, ooh, Lizzo! If you're listening, in her to this. favor too. It's his okay. loss. Right, Maybe right. she wanted it that way. We don't know. Go, Lizzo. Right. Go. Anyway, your special teams is guaranteed to be improved because your co- your special team coordinator is gone. Brett Maher is gone. Hopefully, Chris Jones will be gone. I mean, special teams. Yeah, yeah. Chris Jones. I mean, he's made it this far with being so like meh. That I'd be interested to see. But like a punter is so down low on the list of things that needs to be fixed right now. He'll probably live to see another season. He might. But at least you have a special teams coordinator who used to be a head coach. So he's not afraid to voice his opinion. Heard. Yeah. You know, who's not afraid to go for a block. Unlike Jason Garrett, who didn't even touch the special teams. Right. Yeah. Next thing I like about Mike McCarthy is this is he's coming into this with a revenge tour in his mind, right? He he interviewed for every single coaching opening. He wants the revenge because did you check out what Aaron Rodgers said today? No. Down low, savage comment. Aaron Rodgers was like, huh, I thought he'd go somewhere with more GM control. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They Interesting. T- and when he left Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers was basically dunking. Oh, I do McCarthy. have some juicy gossip though, once you're done. Do it, do it, do it. So I heard that while Mike McCarthy was interviewing, his final question was, yo, did Dez catch it? And he was like, "Mm mm-hmm, he caught that. Facts. (laughs) I think think he said it without saying it. I mean. But but yes, Dez caught it. Hashtag Dez caught it. Hashtag Dez still caught it. He's saying any saying. It's not I'm saying, but I'm saying. Hey, in 2020, if you want me to vote for you for president, that's got to be your leading piece. Dez caught it. Uh, is it's facts the nfl came out like literally a year later does caught it well yeah we all know that it's too late now you butts now here's what i don't like about mccarthy he's bringing in jim tom sula who i'm not a fan of he was the guy when he was coaching the san francisco 49ers who liked to thank joan and payroll for helping him out with his 401k (laughs) during his press conference like if you not that Joan didn't help him, but like if these are if this is what you're thinking. Okay, but to be fair, um, when what's his name, uh, the panda's friend, when he won that NBA championship, he thanked his therapist and he dropped his mixtape information. But look, sports therapy, I get Does it. Does anyone it's know ver- who I'm talking about? Valuable, very valuable. You know, sports sports therapy, especially for Meta World Peace or hashtag the panda's friend or whatever his name I'm is now. <laughs> But Joan over in payroll or accounting or wherever the hell Joan or Raul and the boys were working, they don't need to be thanked, okay? I mean... Not when you're talking about your, the new head coaching job you got. In maybe Sanchez. he was just trying to be funny. But it scares me a little bit that, like, I, I do like the Jim Fossil edition, but, like, everybody here has tenure. Everybody here has been a head coach in the NFL. But you have to start somewhere. You gotta but build up. But is this up. all old school? The only new person that's still there is gonna be Kellen Moore if he accepts the OC job. Yeah, and which I think he should, so. Yes, I think he should. I don't know where else he would go anyways. Oh, so he's also offered the OC job for Washington. Oh, oh, don't go to Washington. 
Do you want to be on PCP and get stabbed? No, no, no not 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 the Redskins. Oh, oh the college. Oh. Yeah, where he actually will get to fully control tailgate? the offense. I would tailgate there. I would tailgate there too. No, 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 no not tailgate. Oh, sailgate. Sailgate Ooh. on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Okay, enough of that. You got your flippy flappies. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. I don't know how good the Cowboys are going to be though. It's because I don't know what they're going to do in the offseason with their players right so mm-hmm. i think they are gonna make the playoffs but as far as winning super bowls and stuff i need to see what you're gonna do with byron jones are you gonna pay this guy 20 million for no interceptions mm, yeah i don't think the juice is worth the squeeze there no you gotta let him walk because you gotta start saving money because the one guy i do want to sign down the road is michael gallup but what about amari cooper are you gonna save money there you're gonna pay him uh pay him pay him all day what if i get you cd lamb in the draft mm-hmm I'm telling you, last year, the X Factor, so we were losing the games, brought Amari Cooper in, what happened? We started winning. And the only thing that truly changed was Amari Cooper coming in. Not only is he coming in with his talent, but I feel like he's a a good person to have in the locker room. Because right now, it seems like it might just be Dak, Travis Frederick, Jason Witten, and now you have Amari Cooper. You need those good guys in the locker room. And as much as I love Zeke, he's a party boy, he needs some controlling a little. So what happened in the last few games of the year with Amari Cooper then this year? I mean, he was injured, wasn't he? They said he wasn't. You think they were just covering it up so teams couldn't zone in on him? Yeah, I think so. I huh? think there was a little bit of that there. I think he was hurt too. Um, I, I would be okay with paying Amari Cooper, but I would prefer to maybe draft C.D. Lamb, let Michael Gallup be your one, and then go get yourself a absolute stud corner or nose tackle. That's what I would do. The biggest question and what we're going to end today's show on is what do you do with Dak Prescott? Do you tag Dak Prescott and give Mike McCarthy one year to see if he's the guy or not? Or do you lock Dak Prescott up long term knowing that you're all in on Dak? But also, if you only franchise him, you also know that price tag goes up one more year. And with Mahomes coming up next year and probably going to get 40, Dak's going to want Mahomes is not leaving Kansas City. No, but... They're going to pay him. His price He's tag the will, best thing to ever happen to countdown. His price tag will be 40, and you don't think Dak's going to be like, I'm just as good? And uh, I think Dak would be ridiculous to think that. But if he's close and Mahomes gets 40, you don't think Dak's going to go from wanting 34 to... No, no, I need 37. I need 38. Look what Mahomes just got. If you franchise him, that's what you'll have to pay him the following year. So what do you do? Do you franchise him for one year, find out whether McCarthy truly loves him, or do you lock him up at a cheaper rate? So this is kind of where I'm at. If not Dak, who? What about uh, Nick Foles? They got Garden Minshew. Mm. Nick Foles transition? No? Nah. Go get Tua in the draft? Herbert out of Oregon. So the thing with the draft, I feel like it's such a 50-50. Some of these guys can be really, really good in college, but the rules change once you get to the NFL. You're getting paid. You're getting girls. I have a, you're getting parties. I it's have a dark horse option for you. Okay. And tell me if you want to do this. Call Andrew Luck off a whole year. He's been resting in Indy. Mm-hmm. Sources say that he's probably going to the XFL. He has like an uncle or something in there, high up. It just makes sense. I mean, why not get paid and actually have fun? What if I told you you could have Andrew Luck for, I don't know, $7 million a year cheaper 
than Dak Prescott. Or you pay them the same, but you get Andrew Luck or Dak Prescott. Andrew, I say Andrew wants to come back to the NFL. Who do you pick as your quarterback, Andrew Luck or Dak Prescott right now? I don't know. His retirement speech was pretty convincing. A year out the game can really heal somebody, though. It can, but we said the same thing about Romo, and he's living it up, so... Romo's also got the richest deal in all of broadcasting. <laughs> Can also play golf well whenever he deserved. wants. <laughs> well deserved. He is incredible to listen to. I don't know. That's a good thing to ponder, but I'll tell you I don't what, we'll know. Put Something up, about Dak just says it for me. I don't know what it is. We'll put up a poll on our Twitter account. If you follow us, please answer it. We're going to put Andrew Luck versus Dak Prescott. Who would you rather have as a Cowboys quarterback next season? Or secret option C, we'll just say Tom Brady doesn't resign with New England. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady's not coming in. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, next podcast, put it up Friday for Red Friday. Let's go, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs>